0: So this is Millie Long, one of the co-editors in chief of the American Journal of Gastroenterology. And along with my co-editor, Jazz Bajaj, I am thrilled to interview our month of June podcast. I'm welcoming Dr. Elliot Tapper from University of Michigan, and we're going to be speaking about his new trial that's published in the American Journal of Gastroenterology called Pickle Juice Intervention for Serotic Cramps Reduction, the Pickles Randomized Control Trial. So welcome, Elliot. I'm thrilled to have this discussion.
1: Privilege to be here. Thank you very much for the invitation, Dr. Long.
0: Well, so let's jump in because I really think this is such a cool trial and I'm thrilled that we have it in our journal. But I want to start just by saying, you know, obviously your outcome here was reducing cramping in cirrhotic patients. Can you tell us a little bit about how frequent this problem is and how it affects your cirrhotic patients?
1: Thanks. So a lot of people have established that cramps are common in people with cirrhosis. I conducted a survey study where we examined 300 outpatients and found that the incidence of cramps was 50%. And this is for both people with compensated and decompensated cirrhosis. Actually, as part of the ASLD Practice Metrics Committee, we conducted focus groups with patients to determine what they thought was important for us to address in the course of clinical care. And 80% of them told us that cramps were important to address.
0: Wow, 80%. Okay, so this is a hugely frequent problem. It is very bothersome to patients. And you came up with a very innovative idea for this trial. What made you wanna study pickle juice as a treatment?
1: The available interventions for people with cramps are few and they are not particularly effective. They include things like maintaining hydration and medications like gabapentin that might stabilize the sarcomere or taurine, maybe even vitamin E. And I was on the Twitter talking about the woeful opportunities to treat cramps when I got an idea from a nephrologist who used pickle juice to treat muscle cramps for his patients on dialysis. And the more I looked into it, the more sold I was that this was a viable option for our patients.
0: Hmm. Really cool. Great crowdsourcing of an intervention, you know, and you came up with this idea and started this trial kind of during the height of the COVID pandemic. And I was looking through kind of some of the methods of your trial and it was quite innovative. Can you tell us a little bit about kind of some of the modifications you had to make and the design of this trial and how you were able to do it during COVID?
1: Yeah, we were particularly proud of our ability to overcome some of the limitations foisted upon us by the pandemic. The first thing that we did is that we tracked down patients who had a diagnosis of cirrhosis and who were followed in our clinics and had an active email address using our data direct warehouse. We then emailed an interest form to all of these patients who would write back to us to confirm their eligibility criteria, namely that they had more than four painful, bothersome cramps per month. And then what we did is we enrolled them in essentially a remote monitoring program that would text them messages every day when they woke up to ask them if they had a muscle cramp. And if they did, there would be an interactive text response that would ask them if they took the intervention, which in this case was a sip of pickle juice or a sip of tap water, that was the control. And then it would ask them if that was effective for them. And finally, it would ask them to rank their cramp severity on a scale of zero to 10 all through text messages. Hmm.
0: So that makes it very easy for the patients. Was your completion good in the study? In other words, did people kind of stay in and actually complete their survey assessments?
1: I was very impressed because even though we had designed this for this trial, we did not know how adherent people would be to the platform. And it turned out that more than 76% of all texts were responded to. So I was very proud of our subjects.
0: That's great. Obviously, we want to make sure we have outcome data in all of these patients. Do you worry at all with the fact that it was a text-based platform? You know, obviously, some serotics with encephalopathy or, you know, other issues may not be able to use this. Was this kind of a a very select population, or do you think that this is generalizable to serotics more broadly?
1: So that's a fair criticism. I would say the first limiting criteria is that we were reaching people through email and that has to be acknowledged. But then we found that people were very likely to respond to these analog text messages. We were not asking people to log in to any fancy platform or video conferencing. And I believe that that was one of the unique strengths here. And we've learned since that patients with cirrhosis are happy to communicate to us via text message, it's probably the most effective way to conduct patient-oriented research that I have seen.
0: That's great. Uh, and obviously a, an opportunity for the future to keep this moving forward with a great innovation for remote monitoring during COVID. Let me ask you this. So this wonderful idea to use pickle juice, obviously some background in virology as well, Were you concerned at all about side effects? You know, obviously a salty pickle juice and fluid retention and cirrhotics. Did you see that? Were there complications of pickle juice in your groups?
1: So pickle juice has a lot of sodium in it. And it's a natural question as to whether or not this was a safe strategy. And I can assure you that I had to testify before our institutional review board to ensure that we had these safeguards in place to make sure that we were not volume overloading our population, many of whom were on diuretics or had ascites requiring paracentesis. And those safeguards were multifold. First is that we were only asking people to take one sip, one tablespoon, which probably has about 25 milligrams of sodium in it. Number two, for people with CHF, heart failure, or active ascites requiring treatment, we asked them to limit their doses to one per day and for those subjects we actually asked them to go out and use low sodium pickle juice which is a thing and finally we actually tracked people's weight and their paracentesis utilization and we found that there was no significant difference between the group who was assigned to pickle juice and those who were assigned to tap water of course it's a short-term trial We only evaluated outcomes over 28 days, so caution is required. But at the level of monitoring, checking weight once per month, I would feel confident that this is a safe strategy.
0: Very cool. Great and reassuring data. Okay, so I've got to ask you, tell us the main outcomes. What did pickle juice do for cramps in patients with cirrhosis?
1: So we carefully chose our primary outcome, which was cramp severity on the basis of the mechanism of action of pickle juice. So it's not the sodium, it's not the electrolytes or the hydration. It turns out it's the acetic acid. And the acetic acid triggers a nerve reflex that essentially aborts the cramp after it's started. So we didn't think necessarily that it would reduce overall cramp frequency, but it could reduce cramp severity. And what we ended up finding is that people in the pickle juice arm were much more likely to report that their cramps stopped with the intervention, and they reported that there was a significant clinically meaningful reduction in cramp severity. On the other hand, we did not find that there was an overall improvement in health-related quality of life or sleep quality, likely because the overall frequency of cramps that woke our patients up was not reduced.
0: Okay, so that's a really important summary. Obviously, this helps with the severity. It it aborts these cramps, but it doesn't actually prevent them from occurring. Obviously, that might need a different mechanism of action, right?
1: Precise. I hope with this trial that we have at least one tool to help patients. And if cramp severity is the number one issue on their mind, this is probably a winning agent. But we have called attention to the severe unmet needs of patients with cirrhosis and essentially chronic, disabling, painful cramps. And I hope that further investigation will prove useful as an adjunct to this therapy.
0: Absolutely. Well, I have one last question before we end the podcast, which is in your clinic, now that you know this, how are you using and advising your patients about cramping and pickle juice? Have you started recommending this to your patients and how do you go about advising them? Yes.
1: Yes. When I talk to a patient, the first thing that I do is I ask them about cramps, which not everyone does. And if they tell me that their cramps bother them or trash their sleep, then I begin a brief discussion about the potential interventions. And I am definitely using a brief trial of pickle juice to see if that is helpful for these patients before moving on to other agents which have their own potential for adverse effects.
0: Well, that is great. A wonderful teaching pearl. And hopefully our listeners will be able to use this in their practice right away. So with that, I'd like to conclude this podcast. And big um, heartfelt thanks to Dr. Elliot Tapper for joining me today and discussing his new trial. Um, It will be in the pages of American Journal of Gastroenterology in June in our special food issue. And we certainly um, look forward to having all of our listeners read this trial. So thanks again, Elliot.
1: Thank you for having me.